Srila Bhakti Pragyan Kesav Goswami Maharaj, he was immediately attracted by the power of his devotion and naturally surrendered his heart to him. Early the next morning, Gurudev woke and offered obeisance to Acharya Kesavi, who smiled and said, We have arrived in the holy abode of Navaji, the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. To attain the mercy of the Dham, holy abode of the Lord, you must worship and offer respects to Ganga Devi. Let us go there together. Along the way, Acharya Kesavi described the glories of the Ganga as she flowed through Navadip Dham. Ganga Devi is hallowed water flowing from the venerated foot bath of the Supreme Lord Vishnu. She descended to the earthly realm from the heavenly abode by the appeals of King Bhagirath, who begged for her to come deliver his forefathers. In order to decelerate the, decelerate the force of her current and prevent her waters from shattering the earth, she descended through the matted locks of Lord Shiva and Ganga tree in Uttarakhand, from where her waters still spring. As she flows through India, she circumambulates the nine islands in Gauramanda, known as Navadipta, with no desire to reach the ocean. King Bhagirath petitioned her, Please come to the ocean. I shall not leave Navadip, she said. These nine islands are the abode of my dear friends, the embodiments of Bhakti Devi, Srimati Rajarani and her eight sakis, girlfriends. Varun Dev, the personification of the ocean, then came and requested her. The ocean will not be purified of contaminations unless you flow there. I need your mercy. If you, if you do not come, I shall come to Navadip to meet with you. When Ganga Devi resisted leaving Navadip, the ocean swelled and flooded the land. Drawing close to Navadip, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva and the permanent demigods came and requested Ganga Devi to mercifully bestow a portion of her sacred water to the ocean. She knew that soon Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would descend with his associates and perform pastimes in Navadip Dham. Her cherished hope was that Mahaprabhu would play in her waters just as Krishna had done in the waters of her sister Yamuna. Lord Vishnu said, You may stay here and send only a portion of yourself to the ocean. That water will have collected the mercy and foot dust of the Vajdev and will purify the sins that have accumulated in the sea. Because there, from in Braj, when the Vajdevis, they took bath in the Yamuna, and Krishna and all this, they performed their pastimes, and their foot dust was carried from there to Prayag, Ganga tree. They had mixed with the Ganga and then came flowing all the way now to Navadipam. Now he's going to enter into the ocean. Upon reaching the banks of the Ganga at Manipur Ghat, also we know how in Narakrishi, when Krishna he was suffering in separation from the from the Rajdevi, the Rajvasis. He was complaining, Oh, I have a headache, I have so much pain in my head. All the queens in Dwarka, they were they were trying to give some medicine, this nothing was working. And when finally Narayanishi came. And Nara she said, Oh, oh I cannot tolerate this scene, he said Agni. Please let us arrange for some remedy. She said, The only remedy is if you bring the food dust up any of one of my devotees, that will kill my headache. The Narada was like, oh, very, no problem. Immediately he went to Rukmini Satyamaya said, oh, please give your foot dust. Krishna has a headache. He said, this will cure his headache. Please, give me your foot dust. He said, no, it is not possible of us. He is our Swami. How is it possible that we are his maid servants? How is it possible that we will put our foot dust on his head? Not possible for us. 
We cannot do that thing. This will be disrespect to him. Then Narayan went from there and he went all the way where? To Prajamanda. Then Prajagopis were there. Crying separation from Krishna. Then Arun said, Oh, and he began collecting the fruit dust there. Prajagopis said, I need your fruit dust. Can you take this to Krishna? He has a headache. And this fruit dust will cure his headache, will remove his pain. He has requested so. He requested the fruit dust of his devotees. The gopis heard it immediately. They began collecting fruit dust and giving to Nara. Smelling more dust on their feet and giving. Here, take, take. Krishna is in pain. Oh, please take this fruit dust and relieve him from his pain. Why they have Mamata? They have a logic Samandavad relationship with Krishna. Therefore they cannot, and they have, they cannot tolerate to see even a little bit of pain Krishna is experiencing. Therefore, even if they think, oh, I will go to hell. No problem, let us suffer. Let us, I'll suffer from our offenses. But if, if, this, if this will relieve Krishna from his pain, then no harm. And they gave all this fruit to to Narada. Narada brought that all the way there to Dwarka. Therefore, near next to Dwarka, there is a place called Gopitala. This is where all the Gopichand and all the fruit dust of the Gopi is there. And that's where all the Tilak comes from. So, now also, in order to purify the sea from all contaminations, the ocean he was requesting, Oh Ganga, please. And then Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh, they also requested, please allow, give a portion of your water to purify the sins that have accumulated in the sea. Ganga Devi agreed to give a portion of her water and the ocean receded. Upon reaching the banks of the Ganga at Manipurga, the Mahapur sometimes bay, Acharya Kesari and Gurudev worshipped Ganga Devi with incense, agilam and flowers and respectfully bathed in her sacred water. Srila Kesha Goswami Maharaj said, All desires impeding the ocean will be cleansed from the heart of one who worships and bathes in the Ganga here in Navadi while praying for her mercy. Moreover, that person will develop a close relation with the Dham. That place also near Manipur Gata. In that area there, that is where Panchaveni or Saptaveni, where seven rivers there merge there in one place. Ganga, Yamuna and Sraswati. Arakananda, Mandikini, Gomati and the Manasi Ganga described. There, all these seven rivers, they come there and they merge in that one place. In Pragas, there is Pragas what? Called Tirtaraj, king of, king of all Tirtas. There is only Ganga, Yamuna, Sarasati, they merge. In Navadit Dham, seven rivers, they form a confluence there. It's near when you come from Amat, you walk to the Ganga at that place. And Manipurgar is a little bit ahead. Actually, in Navadip Dham, they describe that all holy rivers of India, they are all flowing there in Navadip Dham in some form or another. Sometimes they manifest, sometimes they are hidden. So that Bhakti Tagore said that a fortunate Saraka, he achieved the mercy of the Dham, and he may sometimes see these rivers manifest. Sometimes the rivers, they disappear. They said all holy rivers in India, they are flowing there. Ganga, Yamuna, Sarasati, Narmanasi, Lukavari, Tapti, Brahmaputra, Mahanadi, Bhima, Kritamala, Tamrapani, Sarayu, all these Arakananda, Mandikini, Gomati, Godavari, all these rivers are flowing in 
Tamilidam is some form or another. Tamilidam is therefore the supreme abode. <coughs> All Saptapuri is residing there in Tamilidam. Ayodhya, Mathura, Mathura, Dwarka, Avanti, Ujjain, Kashi, Kanchipuram. All this, the Saptapur is also eternally residing in Srinamadip Dham. Twelve forests of Vrindavan are there in Namadip Dham. The forest is considered non-different from Sri Vrindavan. Identical. But the twelve forests, they are not in the same order they are in Raj. They are, according to Mahaprabhu's desire, they are mixed up here and there, hidden. Therefore, Navadip Dham is the punch kosha of Sri Vrindavan is equal to that. The punch, the punch kosha of Sri Vrindavan is equal to the punch kosha of Sri Mayapur. And different and different places there representing the different places. Like the yoga pit is like this place is described being like hmm. Anyhow, I don't remember now, but each place has its own, the Kolodip is Girira Govardhan and Gautamdip is Surabhi Kunji is Kakuti Nandaga and Radha Kunji is there, Shama Kunji is there, he is there in Ritukri, Kumurvan, all these places are there present in Sri Navadip Dham. Panamuri is describing the glory of Ganga to Sri Gurudev, they are taking back. When they returned to Devananda Gauri Maharaj, the Bhakti Pagyan Kesav Goswami Maharaj brought the Gurudev into his room and affectionately fed him Mahaprasad. After breakfast, Gurudev sat at the feet of Acharya Kesavdi and inquired submissively, O oh, Guru Maharaj, please instruct me. What is the goal of life and what is the means to attain it? Unalloyed love for Krishna is the ultimate object of life, Acharya Kesavdi said, and pure devotional service is the means to awaken that love. I am Krishna's servant and He is my eternal beloved. This is the pure and natural sentiment of the jiva. In material existence, the qualities of Maya have an ebriating effect on the living entities who have turned away from Krishna and caused them to consider the body to be the self or I and objects or people in relation to the body as mine. Consequently, they consider maintaining their temporary physical bodies to be the supreme goal of life. The natural state of water is liquidity, but due to external circumstances, water becomes solidified into ice. Ice is the temporary nature of water. Upon reaching a natural climate, water will regain its original liquid state. Similarly, having forgotten their real dharma as a soul, who is the loving servant of Krishna, living beings in the material world are absorbed in activities aimed at the pleasures of their temporary body and senses. They do not know their spiritual nature or eternal dharma. And because they are aimed at this, enjoying these centers, then they follow all kinds of philosophies that will support that and, and provide that kind of happiness. They'll end up to atheism and say, oh, God does not exist. Why? If God exists, then that means I'll have to become his servant. I'll have to serve. No, but God does not exist. Everything is just a random, random and um, what do you call it? a combination of chemicals that come around by chance? This is how life has started. If we only live once, therefore enjoy it. Once we then they can become the enjoyer. They try to become the enjoyer, but really, how much can they enjoy with this material body and this senses and this short life span? Their enjoyment is only so called. It is. 
very minute. So, and it's filled with so much suffering. Therefore, there are so much suffering in this world that the, when one becomes relieved of their suffering, they think this is enjoyment. They think that is happiness. They have so much stress, they're working so hard, and then they come home, and they sit down for five minutes, they know how this is happening, and they're not happy. Either if they relieve themselves from the pain and stress of the day. This is not happiness. This is, a, this is relieving one's suffering only. <clears throat> happiness is another thing. Happiness comes from the Atma itself, comes from an active relationship, right? Expressing and receiving love with Bhagavan, then happiness will come in the heart by service, by serving others. Even if you serve your material, even if you serve, serve in this material world, serve your nation, your friends, your family, then you, you'll feel some happiness in heart. Oh, I've done some service, I've done something good. But really, that happiness also is very minute. Compared to the happiness one gets from serving Bhagavan. So the living beings, they don't know their spiritual nature or eternal dharma. Even if one performs austerity and spiritual practices for millions of lifetimes, the true goal is not kept in mind, then the result of all actions will lead to further material engagement. By taking food for the soul, living entities can realize their relation with Krishna, and thus be liberated from maya and attachment to their physical and subtle bodies. Soul food is devotional service, bhakti yoga, with the purpose of attaining one's eternal form as a loving servant of Krishna. If a person worships Krishna, but has a motive apart from becoming situated in his identity as Krishna's servant, then all his actions will be useless. Like mixing sugar inside the ocean, spraying perfume in kerosene, or putting decorations on a corpse. Mandanam Lokaranjanam. This Bhagavad, if you have Bhagavad Bhakti, Bhagavad Bhakti Hinasya. If you have someone who has no Bhagavad Bhakti, then his body, everything that he does, it's like putting ornaments on a dead body. No matter how many ornaments, how much makeup, how much decoration, you get the dead body. It's still a dead body. People don't want to look at it for very long. They were like, my God, the person is dead. It's ghastly. Why is there no life in the body? The body becomes white, it becomes pale. It's lifeless. That thing which had so much life in it before, expressing love and feelings, nowadays it's there like an inert matter. People that sometimes they go to funerals or they see a dead body in action, it shocks them. And they have some realization oh, actually, there's something more than this body. There is some spirit. There is. Sometimes you hear karmis that describe these things. They become shocked. They say, oh, that, I knew that person before. I can remember how he was talking, how his dad was talking. Now he's lying there lifeless. They become disturbed. They become, some detachment comes in their heart. So, without bhakti, all activities are like decorations on a corpse. Worldly people consider that if their senses and health, they are happy. Then their souls, even Bhagavan himself, are pleased. They do not understand that the desire for sensual pleasure is the root cause of their suffering and material bondage. If their business is going well, they think, oh, God is pleased with us, He is happy with us. God is happy because their business is going well. This is the sign of how people measure their relationship with God. If God is providing everything, then God is giving us blessing. He is happy, He is pacified. But really, this has nothing to do with Bhagavan's happiness. 
Faithfully hearing Harikatha awakens the desire to serve Krishna under the guidance of his eternal beloved companions of Brahms and helps the soul blossom into its true form. Each soul has a unique individuality that cannot be altered by association. If one plants a variety of seeds in the same plot of land and nourishes them with the same water, air and light, the resulting sprouts will exhibit their own particular nature, even though they have all been subject to the same conditions. In other words, you cannot change the eternal salute of the jiva, it is fixed. Narutanda Stakuri said that, that he said, Saran Kale Bhariraja Siddha Deha Paivetaha. Jai say Ragamarga Upai. Say that. Sadhan Kale Bhavika Jaha Siddha Deha Paivita. So whenever you meditate and you feel the time of Sadhan, that is how you see the Deha manifest. And he says, Ragmar Upai. This is the process of way of performing Ragmar. So some Babajis and some people who are devoid of understanding, who have not heard taking shelter of Guru Parampara, like some Babajis and some people who speculate, they think, oh, according to our meditate, then my I will think that my Siddhartha in that form. Here Narathanda Stakura is saying. But really what Narathanda Stakura is saying here <coughs> is paraphrasing the, <coughs> the instruction of Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami said that Krishna smaram janam chasya prestha nija samihitam tat tat bhava ratas chaso kuriyam vasam vijayasara. He said at the time of Sadam, <coughs> remember Krishna and his associates, especially those associates whom you aspire to attain. And hearing their Harikatha and aspiring to, to become like them, reside in Braj. So at the time of Sadam, when after crossing over the stage of the Anartha Nivritti coming past Nishta into Ruchi and Asakti, and one in the stage of Asakti when one takes shelter of the Ragumari, that time some hint, some glimpse of his Siddhanta is already starting to manifest. And he has already awakened a relationship with Guru and Vaishnav. Someone again has awakened. So, a specific feeling and a mood in his heart has been already inspired and given to him in his heart by Guru and Vaishnav. And that also is always there in his heart. Why? Because that is his eternal constitutional form. He feels inspired by that. Guru Vaishnav explained and described the topics of the Brajakopis in Braj. And that's always inspiring him more and more and more. Why? Because that is he is of that nature. Actually, even on the track of without any difficulty. And his mind is always eager to hear the Harikata. And Guru Bhagavad is seeing his inclination, keep on nourishing his mood. Then at the time when he entered into Raghunuga Bhakti, then Guru Vaishnavs, they give him, describe to him his eleven moods, and they give they confirm his heart. Feelings that they have in his heart, they confirm that by describing, yes, this is your name, this is your version, your village, your parents, your seva, all these things, your cloth. Then with that, with that hint, then he begins to perform his sadhana. Then while performing, then his sadhana really begins at that stage. Sadhana does not begin before. Sadhana before that is only like sadhana bhat. It is, you can say it is sadhana in one sense that 
it is leading towards till bhav bhakti. But because bhav bhakti is not the goal, it's not the prayojan, therefore it is not sadhan. Sadhan is that by which we attain our prayojan. Real, therefore, real abhidaya starts in one stage of bhav bhakti. Then it is abhidaya. Why? Because the goal is Krishna prem prayojan. If we read Shikshasalam after Bhakti Muttakura is described like this. Abhidaya starts from which verse? Nayanam galadash dharaya gandhira. That time his Abhidaya starts. That time he is not only performing sadam with his body, to be sadak there, but also with his bhaj, with his internal moods. Then it is Krishna Anushilanam Bhakti Uttama. Then it is Uttam Bhakti. Topmost kind of bhakti. That time when he performs sadam and he is meditating on his Siddhadeha and his swerves, then he will slowly, slowly he begin to become tarakni with his siddhadeha. And then, when he becomes tarakni with his siddhadeha, then Krem will gradually manifest into his heart, and then he'll take birth in Raja Bhama Vrindavan in that specific form. Therefore, he said that Sadhana Kale Bhavivya Jaha Siddhadeha Paivadari. You think that siddhadeha according which you form Sadhana according, according that. According to your Siddha Deha, how the time you sadhana you perform. Not that you speculate and meditate on anything in, you have you have no connection, no no touch with your Siddha Deha, your heart is full of narcissism, and you're going to you're going to attain that spiritual form in Vindam, it's not possible. You'll have to first purify your heart. Perform form sadhana bhajan, associate with the Vaishnavas. And then in the clear, in the mirror of the heart, when the heart is Cleanse and purify. Then you'll be able to see the reflection of your Siddhadeha. But that you think of anything and that is going to be your Siddhadeha. It's not something you can concoct and manifest. Therefore, it said that Krishna Prem, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem, Sadhya Kabunaya, Savanari Sudha Siddha Sukhariyoga. This Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem is not something that you can attain but by manufacturing by some means. It is only by Healing under the guidance of Nasik Vaishnav, then it will awaken itself from inside. It will manifest. Udai means that it has to come from some place. It will come from the from your Atma itself. When the somebody comes down from the spiritual world, from the hearts of the Ragnik Jan, and touches your heart, then that bhav, that Prem will manifest in the heart, not before. It's not something you can, by your own endeavor, by your own force, and by your own concoction, you can. Has to, you have to come in touch with someone who has that prem. Then it will awaken it. It's like a catalyst. Touches your heart. Their moves come and touch your heart, and then your heart melts with bhav. Suddhasatta vishesha atma prema suddhamsu samnibhavsh. Ruchi vishchitta maashinya kripasa bhavuchya. When somebody in Lajani mixed, with your Atma, with the Sanjani of your Atma, then Bhav awakens. So, therefore, each soul has a unique individual individual form. And there are so many examples in Sastra also. We know this pastime, Bhava, Gurubhagi, and Matura they had this discussion on Vaishnavi Yasa. I've been trying to contemplate this on disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada, maybe Rishikesh Maharaj. He asked this question. I've been studying Sasha, I've been hearing Harikata Hina, but I'm unable to reconcile this fact, this statement of Bhakti Thakur. Is the Siddha Deya fixed or is it 
manifested by a power of our own sadhana. Then, at that time, the God of Vaishnava Bhakti Vichari Yajavan Maharaj, you can say Bhakti Please speak on this topic. Then he said that actually we can see in Sastra that even Anupam, brother of Rupa Rup and Sanatana, and Muradi Gupta, they were what eternal associates of Ramachandra. Muradi Gupta is Hanuman in Gorlila. Anupam is also his servant of Ramachandra. Rupa and Sanatana told Anupam, oh, to see the sweetness of Radha and Krishna. Why don't you worship them? This is far superior than worshiping Ramachandra. And they encouraged him to worship Radha Krishna. Then he tried, but then the next day he said that Raghunath Pāra Padma Charanana Jarai. Charana Man Hoyle and Charana Man Hathe Jarai. He said that if even the thought of me living in Raghunath, Lotus Feet, causes my heart to break into pieces. I cannot. Please give me your blessings. Please somehow reconcile my position. Then Rupa and Sanatana said, Oh, you are very, very fortunate. Yes, you, you have, you are a channel associate of Ramachandra. Yes, your love is genuine. Why he hadn't reached that? Even though Rupa and Sanatana's high class association could not change his mind. Mahabhu said the same thing to Murari Gupta. He was teasing him, Oh, serve Radha and Krishna. Why are you always chanting Ramachandra? Why are you always thinking about Ramachandra? Ram, Ram, Jai Shri Ram. No, sir, Dhanu Krishna. Then, Murari Gupta, he went back to his house. The next day he came back to Mahabhuni speaking. Oh, I, th- I think I'll have to give up my life. Why I cannot disobey your order? At the same time, I cannot give up Raghunath. Ramachandra's Lord is speak. What can I do? Now I'll, I'll go to the Ganga and give up my life. The Mahabhuni said, no, you are Hanuman. Your Nishtha is exemplary. I'm very happy with you. So, even Mahabhuni did not change. But on the other hand, we can see that in South India, Prabhupada Saraswati Park, Venkata Bhatta, Shumala Bhatta and Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Even though they have been Sri Vaishnavas, they have been serving Lakshmi Narayana for such a long time. Just by coming in contact with Mahapur, and Mahapur speaking the sweet passion of Radha Krishna, automatically they were attracted to Madhuri Ras. And they were able to, Prabhupada Saraswati renounced everything, he went to Vrindavan, wrote books like Radha Rasa Sudhanini, Vindavan Dham, Mahinamrita, Chitanya, Chandamrita, and many other books. And he is known as Tunga Vindasaki, one of the Asadakis. Gopal Bhattu Sami is Gunamanjali. So even though they have been in that association with the South Indian Vaishnavas, but their mind and their Nishta in Lakshmi Nayam was never, never became so strong and fixed. In the beginning, they created some, gave some arguments. Oh, Krishna is Narayana's Vilas Murti is Narayana. They try to apply their intelligence and present some tattvishita under some opposition. But their hearts were naturally attracted to what Mahaprabhu presented to them. Why? That was their suru, that was their position. When Vijay and Bhajana, they came in Jayavidana, we see they came, they both came and heard from Gopal Guru Goswami and Puli. But they were hearing from the same Guru, hearing the same teachings. But Vijay Goswami said, oh, I am attracted, I desire to hear the passage of Lalita and Vishaka and hear how Rupa Manjuri and the Manjuri is the servant of Krishna. And Bhajanath, he expressed to Gopal Guru Goswami, I desire to hear how Subal is taking, going with Krishna covered grazing and taking the cows out and Krishna is playing with his sabbath. I, I desire to hear this katha. Then 
Gopal Guru Sang seeing the inclination and tendency, he said, Oh, you and Lalita Sakir Gani, the guidance of Guru Kumar you are in that part. And he thought, But now you are in the gun of Subhasaka. And he started giving classes separate to them both. When he entered into, into, into Rasa Dakta, Rasa Vichadan, he started giving separate classes to someone, speaking specific to, according to their Rasa. So then after that, also we know then how Farangur Maharaj, he said, Oh, I want to say a few words also. Then he said that. And Farangur then gave the example of the Swati Nakshatri rain. And you see that there is one rain during the constellation of Swati Nakshatra. But according to the receptacle, according to what the rain hits, different objects are produced. Like it falls on an elephant and Gajamukta, elephant fell. It falls on banana leaf and camphor. It falls on a, on a cow and gorachana. It falls on an oyster and a pearl. It will fall on a bamboo and wangshi lochan. For each, according to the receptacle or the object it touches, a different item is produced. What is one rain? And then similarly, if you take many, many seeds and you plant them in the earth, in one location on the side of the bank of the Ganga, take a mango seed, neem seed, you take jackfruit seed, you take banana, whatever, all different seeds you take, any seed from any fruit and you plant it, or any tree, you give the same water, same sunlight, everything. It's not that that the seed will all become the same. They will not change their inherent form. Banana, uh, mango seed will always be one mango. Jackfruit seed will always be a jackfruit. Neem, from neem, seed always from neem. So if, if, the, if, if the heart would, the sorcery would be determined depending on the time of, of what kind of, you meditate time of bhajan, like the Babaji said, then we can, if everyone was sitting in the audience was hearing the same harikita from the same guru, then they should all then, if he's speaking everything, only Sakir has passed, then everyone should become Sakras. Or if he's speaking only about Mother Yashoda, then everyone, then everyone should become, enter into Vatsaliras. Why? Is the, what you are meditating and what you are hearing, what you are performing, at the time of Sarah, that should determine you to do. But we see that is not the case. In all these examples, according to what was their eternal inclination, eternal tendency, that, would, that, would, that was coming up, that was manifest. So, Therefore, this is, a, this is just a cheap trick of the Babaji. They want to attain followers. Then when they want to show how they are Rasik, then they will say, Oh, you are Lalita Saki, you are Vishaka Saki, you are this Manjari, you are that Manjari. Guruji said, Only for two rupees they will sell Siddha Panali. Only for two rupees. They, but they don't, he said, But they don't even know their basics. You go there, you see on their button put some of their buttons they will have satellite dish there. In the morning they walk, they go to the chai dukan, they, they eat chai and biscuit in the morning. So many things. Guru said they don't even know how to wipe their own selves after passing. They don't even know the basics. And now they're just doing some different So, and because of, and because they do not take shelter of Guru Parampara, therefore they have all these misconceptions. They continue to commit so many offenses. Therefore, their so called bhajan and their so called preaching is only like a dance of destruction, the Vaisnava saying, Thunder Mitra. Anyone who goes there, they only, their bhakti is destroyed. You can see. All, any Westerner who goes to Bhavali, they leave the Vaisnava, they go there, they're there for a few months, 
happy one year, then after that they go back to the West and they get married, they become Buddhists, studying meat, taking drugs. You see all these things, all these examples of that. It's not for it's not for it's not for any um, for some it is for a reason why our Guru Bhagavad speaks so strongly about these so called clients and these so called Babajis. When they're using these strong words, why? Because they're saying they don't know how to clean themselves after passing them. Why are they using such strong language? Because they have a very offensive mentality. And they have deviated from Mahakuru mind. Parang Guru Devin is Matura when they were going to cleaning all Guru Dev's books. There in one book they saw. There was some book from the Babajis. Guru Dev, Parang Guru written about how Kanishtani Gali. This Babaji is a Kanishtani Gali. He written some book on something, some very classic book. Parang Guru in the back, you know, Kanishtani Gali. Nama Paradi. Memorizing all these things on the books. Why? Then they deviated from Mahabhu's line. Even during Mahabhu's time, there were 13 Aprasampadaya. How about Kartabhaja, Nera, Gosai, Jati Gosai, Sai, Darvesh, Suradari, Sahajya, Gorangana Agri, Atibari, all these different. Don't associate with these 13 Aprasampadaya. During Paramgurudev time, they were already counted more than 40 Aprasampadaya at that time. Now we can imagine how many thousands of Aprasampadaya So many. Why? Because no unwetted, no surrender. They, people they like to be independent. And they say, I know devotion, I know. I'm reading, I'm reading the Granthas. Granthas is speaking to me. I can understand. I have my own brain. Look, he is saying this, he is saying that. They start their own philosophy. But here they, I think they make some speculation. They will start doing all the... Creating so much disturbance. They first say, Shruti Smiti Puranari Pancharatin Vidim Vina Aikantiki Harel Bhakti Putpatiyarikabra. Again, strong language, good part. They are going to be, they are going to be a, someone who doesn't follow the Shrutis and Smitis and the Pancharakas, don't follow what is written, don't follow the basic principles in the scriptures, then their so called devotion will only be a good part, it's only a nuisance, only a disturbance in society, in rascals. If I see Swami Mahal, when he went to preach in the West, how strong language is using? Always calling, mudas, rascals, nonsense. Like heavy language oil, this so called Western civilization, this so called philosophy, this, that, it's like blasting them. Never, he never give lip service to them. Any, anything they would say, he always say opposite. No, you don't follow what they say. And Simon said, if they knew why, for a reason why I'm coming to they would not let me live. But the Vaishnavas, they are very expert, they are hidden. So, Ordinary people cannot recognize and understand. They have true mission, they have true, they true purpose. Paimar, he was very, very, he had, his vision was that he wanted to change the whole world. He wanted to change all the governments. He wanted to ban sorted houses everywhere. He wanted to enforce all politicians, politicians, they should start performing kirtan. Minimum three hours a day, two, three hours a day, they perform kirtan. All schools should teach Bhagavad Gita. He had like, so many ideas for reform. He was very, very radical. Sometimes he would speak very, very strong things. Alice, devotee, they read some of the statements of Swami Maharaj. Oh, how can he say that? Oh, Swami Maharaj is racist. 
or he's um, minimizing the position of women, or this, that. So many, they misunderstand his statements, but really, you can understand that the Samaraj was preaching the West Coast, and he was at a war with Maya. Therefore, he had to play a strong position. And say his truth at his face value. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to present the truth in a palatable way and try to kiss people and lick people's toes and try to um, make them like accept bhakti. And, you know, you present bhakti, you accept, you accept, don't accept, don't accept. As it was. And, but he presented in a very sweet way also, in a very nice way that attracted everyone's heart. Kirtan. The main thing was performing Harinam, Kirtan. For all that you can see, he would send eight people out eight hours a day performing Nagas and Kirtan. In the early days. Eight hours, ten hours, only Nagas came they would chant in the streets. Chanting Mahamantra, Mahaprasad. Well, simple basics he would distribute. So, anyhow, so, and because the soul, everyone is in the channel servant of Krishna, then those who are sincere, those who have, those who, who just lend their ears, just listen for to what the Guru Bhagavad has to say, then automatically the heart will be affected. So, here yeah, just to finish here, saying that, so, the sprouts will exhibit their own particular nature, even they have all been subject to the same conditions. The eternal form of every soul is unique and imbued with individual moods for the service of Krishna. There are five basic rasas of the soul in relation to Krishna. Neutrality, servitude, friendship, parent, affection, and romantic love. Among these, the mood of serving Krishna as a beloved is the most exalted. If you want to clearly understand these truths, Acharya Kesari said you should read the Jaya Dharma. Bhaktivinoda Tagur extracted the essence of all Vedic scriptures and composed Jaya Dharma in a concise and straightforward narrative. Acharya Kesari handed Gurudev a copy of the Jaya Dharma from his bookshelf. Then he said, ultimately, reality, goal of life, and the process to attain the goal and enter eternal grudge, where Krishna resides with his beloved, are all described in this monumental book. So, <clears throat> is handling Jaya to Gurudev. So Gurudev, he read this book so many times. He said, you should read this book 108 times. Try to read this book again and again. If you read Jaya Dharma, then there will be no question unanswered in your mind. Everything will be, or you will understand all Tattva and Siddhanta, all topics. Everything will be clear. People who have difficulty even reading, sometimes even reading Swami Maharaj's Bhagavad Gita. They read first Jaya Dharma, then they are able to understand Swami Maharaj's Bhagavad Gita. They describe the Jaya Dharma has such a clear, wonderful presentation of Tattva and Siddhanta. All topics from A to Z. Anything you can possibly think of is there in that book. From very basics to last vichar. So, today also Jeeva Goswami's appearance day in the evening, my wife's name was going to describe it. Also, you know, his glories and his face, his Thirubhapiti, how many nice, beautiful pastimes and teachings are there. So, Jeeva Goswami hears that. Siddhanta Acharya of Sampradaya. He is the one who has given, protected all the Gauri Vaishnava tenets and philosophy. He took it and presented it in one book, giving us the foundation and knowledge of what is our 
which are what is our philosophy? What do we what do we base our beliefs on? What is the philosophy behind how what everything we are doing now? We are chanting, we are doing kirtan, we are doing seva. But if there is no philosophy, then it is someone can argue it is all sentimentality. What do you have to show? What are you what are you following? And if that philosophy is not solid and, and protected and presented in a harmonious and, and very um, in a thorough way, the people they will try to find loopholes and holes. So hey, you see that your philosophy has this fault, this defect, that defect. Then face will not awaken in the heart. So see that Jiva Goswami, in order to protect Mahaprabhu's line and everything that he came to give, and he presented and all Siddhanta and his Satsandarbha, six Sandarbha. Tattva, Bhagavad, Paramatma. Krishna, Bhakti, Priti. These six Sandarbhas, this was the sequence how he presented everything. Starting from Samanda, Abhiriya Prahujan. Tattva, no, Paramatma, Tattva, Bhagavad and Paramatma and Krishna. These four Samanas are Samanda Tattva. And Bhakti Samanda is Abhiriya and Priti Samanda is Prahujan Tattva. And this why he gave all Mahaprabhu's philosophy, Samanda Abhiriya Prahujan. Then later he wrote another, he wrote commentary on the Srimad Bhagavan that is known as Kram Sundarbha, like the seventh Sundarbha. That is just the commentary, commentary on, not the that's direct commentary on the Srimad Bhagavan. The first six Sundarbhas are also commentary on the Bhagavan, but it is not a direct. But the Kram Sundarbha is a direct commentary on the Srimad Bhagavan. So the Shat Sundarbha is one of Jim Goswami's work, Maran Matsap, Gopal Champu. This way, Jeeva Goswami written and he protected and established and he wrote commentaries on all Rupa Goswami's books helped us understand what is Rupa Goswami's writings. If it wasn't for Jeeva Goswami, it would not be possible to understand and reconcile Rupa Goswami's works. So, you know, today he is distilled up to do and we'll hear all his pastimes and everything. He's how he had Darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Some people say, oh, where is the Pramah that Jeeva Goswami ever met Mahaprabhu? There's no Pramah. But directly in the Bhakti Ratnakar is mentioned is that, that he was very young at that time when he met Mahaprabhu in Ram Kaligram. Prabhupada brought him to meet Mahaprabhu. And directly in Navadivdham, Mahatma Bhakti Nantakur, there he describes how Jeeva Goswami comes to Navadivdham. And Jeeva Goswami himself is narrating his meeting with Mahaprabhu Nityanandapu. And he's saying, and Mahaprabhu directly ordered me to study Sanskrit and scripture and describing all these things. And also Sri Guru Padaparman is Navadhiv and Dham Parikrama book. There he also mentions this fact that Jeeva Goswami met with, met with Mahaprabhu Ram Kiligam. Even some disciples of Guru they are so ignorant. They are saying, oh, where is the Praman? Why are you, why are you publishing your book with Mahaprabhu meeting? Meeting Jeeva Goswami and Rupsanada, this picture they put on, we see in, 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 in Rupa Goswami book there. There is someone seeing this picture, they say, hey, why make this picture? Where is the Praman for this? But they never hear Harikata, they never read anything that these kind of doubts can come in people's mind. But they are very, very unfortunate. Even long term disciples go there, in serving the mud for 15, 20 years, and they say, hey, this Mishra shows no Anugatya, even you'll be hearing and associating with Guru Vaishnava. But if you do not continue to take 
take siksha, you know, continue to take high class association. Even your mind, even your understanding of scripture, everything will become lost. So, this just shows. But, anyhow, we'll hear more about the Sami in the evening. Only one little person, and tomorrow we'll definitely continue with our reading of Sri Guru Darshan. Bodhanande Hari 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 Jai Sri Guru Parapan Gitae, Guru Parampana Gitae, Sachinandango Hari Gitae, Guru Darshan Gitae, Shijiko Sami Prabhu Gitae, Shijiko Sami Prabhu Tiravadi, Mahamat Sakitae, Dipan Gitae, Dindagam Gitae, Dipan Gitae, Dipan Gitae, Dipan Gitae, Dipan Gitae, Dipan Gitae, Dipan